Go and make disciples of all nations. This is our mission. What's up and welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast. This podcast is designed to assist you in discovering and living God's mission for your life. On today's show, we will have Jake Gill, a 15-year-old convert from atheism. Our theme is full belief. What does that look like? How do we strengthen our belief? We're going to be talking about that today. If this is your first time listening, I want to welcome you to the program. Each show, I like to encourage you with a little mission tip. This is some fuel for your mission. So today's mission tip is brought to you by Connect Radio. Have you heard about Connect Radio? It's Connect with a K. Connect Radio is a Christian radio station based in the UK, and they play Christian music and mainstream music that all points back to Jesus. I actually have a show every Monday from 12 to 2 Pacific Standard Time, so I love for you to tune in and to jam with us. Um, Right now, we're playing some Christmas music. It's a lot of fun, so Connect Radio. You can also download the app in the App Store or go to connectradio.com, connect with a K. Okay, today's mission tip is faith pleases God. I'm going to say it again. Faith pleases God. If you want to know how to please God, you have to show him your faith. Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. You know, every day I write down goals in my journal, things that I want to complete, things that I want to do well, such as take great care of the kids or be extra loving to my wife or create an inspiring ministry message. But do I write down, display my faith in God? No, not usually. You see, it's easy to assume that as a follower of Christ, we will have faith and we will share our faith. But you got to keep your faith in check. I need to openly declare my belief in Christ and be overly confident that God is in control and that he will take care of his children, that he is for me, that he believes in me. So I want to encourage you today, if you're ready for a challenge, surround yourself with people that have stronger faith than you and openly declare with your mouth all of the trust and belief that you have in God. And I also highly recommend you jump into scripture, even if it's a small verse a day or even a full chapter. God's word is alive and active. All right, so today's mission tip, once again, faith pleases God. All right, we've got a great episode lined up. Next up is Word of the Day with a special guest, followed by our mission-driven interview with Jake Gill, plus a break it down with one of my faith-filled tracks off the Kingdom Come album. So keep it locked right here for the Mission Driven Podcast, Full Belief. Let's go. All right, welcome back to the Mission Driven Podcast. I'm joined with Wukash Biachorek in the house. Thanks so much for being here, Wu. Um, Grateful for you, your talents, um, your faith, and for jumping on the Mission Driven Podcast. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. We just finished making some Christmas cookies with the family. Yeah. And um, it's great to be here and jump in the word. So um, we're going to be breaking this down uh, via the SOAP method. So we call Mm -hmm. it Word of the Day. Let's, let's break down the scripture. So we're going to go ahead and be reading from uh, John 20, verses 24 through 29. Um, so I'll start off, and then we can jump in. Here we go. Now, Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. 
A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your fingers here, see my hands, reach out with your hand, and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. You know, I love this verse. Our theme is full belief today, but this is like, you know, setting the scene, Jesus had died. And this is one of the resurrection stories. Yeah. And he comes back and he appears to the 12, but Thomas was not there. Mm-hmm. I would say he was off getting Chipotle you know, as a joke, <laughs> but, but he comes back and he has yeah. this firm conviction. He said, I will not believe mm-hmm. until not only I can see Jesus, but I can put my, my fingers in his wounds, his, my hand in his yes. sides. I think we can all relate to that. It's like, mm. yeah, you, you have to, it's what he's saying is like, I need, I need ultimate proof right? to then, to then move, you know? Sure, sure. Um, so as far as observations go, we're going to be sharing our observations, applications and prayer. Mm. Um, I was, I, when, when Jesus showed up, that's a big deal. Sure. He comes through. That's a big deal. You know, he always does. He always comes through. And, and Thomas says, no way. Um, he needs that intense proof. Yeah. Uh, and then this is what I love. Jesus comes back later, a week later. What was Jesus doing for that week as a resurrected person? I don't know, but it's something to think about. Mm-hmm. But he, he goes specifically for Thomas and specifically for what Thomas said. I need to, to put my fingers in his, in his nail scars and my hand in his side. And Jesus goes directly with like detail, you oh, know? Yeah. Yeah. He knows so specifically and like how powerful that was for Thomas. Like he came back for me. Mm-hmm. He wanted my belief, but then he like, once again, a teaching, a coaching moment for Jesus, the ultimate teacher, stop mm-hmm. doubting and believe blessed are those who have not yet seen and believed. Um, Jesus wants us to, to have faith now and people that do have faith now are going to be blessed because of it. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a couple observations for me. What about you? Wu? Uh, I, I love that. I thought that's that, that's such a good point. Um, I took it in a little bit of a different direction because I feel like this is one of those that you kind of you hear a lot of, you know, the doubting upon Thomas and all this stuff. And I, I kind of looked at um, how how you always have these like like disciple also known as mm-hmm. kind of moments. Right. Yeah, yeah. And how the disciples were almost reborn in that moment where like God is saying like, Hey, your past is behind you. Like yeah. you used to be a fisherman, you used to do these things, you used to, you know, like maybe even sin, right? Like if we take it metaphorically, you used to be this person, you no longer have to be that person. Mm. Like you're reborn in Christ, like yeah. you're this new person. So wow. that, that, that weirdly stuck out to me immediately. Like when I was reading this, I was like, that is so weird that like, we don't change our names, you know, that's something like very, that's kind of like lost its, uh, like practice, I guess we right. don't really see much of that anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, um, it's, it's just really interesting when you get, uh, like this kind of l- tiny little reminder all the time, you know, that like, you're not who you used to be. Wow. And you can always embrace God where you're at. And wow. this is, I think another moment where you can now connect Thomas to God too. Right. Because now he's this, he's doubter. He's like this guy that like, doesn't believe him. Yeah. Like he could just be like, okay, you know, sorry, bye, see yeah. you later, yeah. you know, cause, but, but he doesn't, he meets him where he's at, yeah. he meets him and he, and he does this to everybody too, right? Cause everybody always thinks, you know, like, well, not everybody, but I know a lot of people I talk to and they, they feel like they, they can't be loved a certain way or they can't accept people's love. And sometimes they don't, they don't even realize how that's expressed. You know, I do that myself too. Yeah. And like, just knowing that God's always going to meet you where you're at, I think it's such a beautiful and amazing thing to yeah. be reborn in that. Yeah, no, it's, that's amazing. I really liked, I never thought about the name um, point that you brought up, but you look at, you know, Paul, he was Saul before you look at Peter, you know, it's like all like, it's, it's powerful, the names that we have and what they mean. Sure. I always tell people like, you know, look up your name and actually the meaning of your name, because someone's continually calling you that they're calling that meaning to life. Every time they, they call your name, which is powerful to think about. One of my friends told me about this exercise that she does all the time. And I thought it was the most beautiful thing ever. And it kind of ties into this, right? Like we kind of tie our identity to our name. Mm-hmm. So when somebody's like, Hey, Wukash or Hey Joe, like, mm-hmm. like you immediately, like it just 
resonates with you because you just that that's who you are right yeah, yeah and so by like god even changing your name he's like stripping that wow. away from who you are as a person right yeah. so she, what she would do is she would take away all the little things like okay i'm a daughter i am a mother right. i am a sister i'm all these things and when all these things are gone who are who am, am I? I wow right when all these things are like yeah. purged from my life yeah right? that's that's when you can really focus on god wow right? when like because that's what the beatific vision is going to be right i think um and you know there's there's a little bit of like philosophical like what is it actually i don't think anybody really knows exactly what it's yeah. going to be but you're going to be in that glory in some way that like right. perfect perfection that raw stripped of like all state. of your titles yeah like i'm not going to be a designer i'm yeah. not going to be an artist i'm not going you know all yeah. these things you're just gonna have like pure love and wow and as far as full belief goes that's like how can we get down to the core of who we are in christ our identity in christ and then moving in that direction always mm, yeah. and, and I, I wonder you know after this happened with thomas he's known as the doubting thomas but he must have gone forth on fire oh, you absolutely. know because of, because of this the situation. So let's move to application. Um, yeah. So with application, how it applies to our life um, right now, um, I'll go ahead and share with that. I said, I need to believe um, it happened. You know, what, 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 what happened in the situation? Like there was no if, ands or buts about it. It happened. Now Jesus did um, what he said he would do. He came through, like you said, he always comes through, but with us, especially in this, you know, season, of COVID and stuff, there's a lot of uncertainties. So we see what's in front of us, mm. but not what God's going to be doing with this, what he's going to be doing years out from now, months out from now, days out from now. We need yeah. to have that faith that, Hey, this is God. He resurrected from the dead. He's going to do what he said he's going to do. He's going to, if he says he's going to provide, provide for us, he's going to provide for us. He's going to take care of us. He's going to grow us. Mm. I just need to trust in that. Mm. And that's that full belief of, Oh, I know my God and he's coming through. That, that, that's really good. Um, so mine is, uh, it kind of goes back to uh, uh, the, the kind of like putting the finger in like the wound and being able to like, mm -hmm. you know, actually seeing that because how many times have, you know, like I like even reflecting on my life needed like like a proof or something or needed because yeah. because i'm very scientific i'm mm -hmm. very analytical i'm very like i need to see like a lot of evidence mm -hmm. you know for something and it took right. me a long time to like grow into that faith because i was so technical about everything everything had to have been like you know like what about this thing what about this thing what about this thing yeah and what god's saying is like like he's going to reveal those things to you yeah you know he's going to meet you where you're at and i think that's where um we can kind of meet him too right like i think a lot of times I think people even push him away because they're, they, they just don't feel like they even deserve that. Right. Mm. And, and just kind of embracing him, just understanding that, like, even if you're a doubting Thomas, like God's still there for you. Right. Wow. Yeah. Like he, he seeks you out. Right. That's powerful. And I think we forget that, right? Because we know God's omniscient, omnipotent and omnipresent. Right. Like he has these properties of like being everywhere, being all powerful, yeah. all knowing. Right. But it's like, we forget these simple things that yeah. like, He's, he's here. He's even assigned, you know, like angels for us. Right. You know, so like there's people, not only is he watching out for us, we have like angels that yeah. are like looking out for us too on top of that, you know? So yeah. he's like assigning like personal bodyguards to us too, which is like <laughs> right? super cool. I never right? thought of angels as bodyguards, but that's such like, a good point. They're like spiritual guiding bodyguards. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Wow. Super cool. But yeah, man, there's a lot of good stuff. I think we could unwrap this. Yeah. Like it's, it's a big verse. It's something that's, um, I love this verse because it just is a super powerful and it speaks to anybody who struggles with belief in God sure. and um, it's very powerful. So thanks for jumping on the mission driven yeah. podcast. Um, let's go ahead and include prayer. I can uh, start us off and then you want to close it. I'd love to. Let's, yeah, do, it. let's do it. All right. And father, son, Holy spirit. Amen. Um, Lord God, we're just so thankful for the opportunity to believe in you. God, as we reflect on this verse right here, we know that there are times seasons there are things that happen and occur in our lives that can hinder our belief from being strong and full but lord we're asking right now in jesus name that we can have full belief that we can believe in you jesus right now and there if there are things that are limiting us and limiting our belief we ask that in the name of jesus that they fall away and that we can have tunnel vision right now on you god and lord you know our hearts you meet us where we are we might be in a, a good season, we might be in a tough or challenging season, Lord, but we just ask that we can encounter you again and experience your love and step into that purpose and calling that you have on our lives. And Lord, I would like to add 
that uh, pray that you open our hearts to be able to know you every day from morning until night that from the second that we wake up though you know we fall on our knees and and we pray for all the amazing things in our life and all the ways that you come to us um and and that you know we we should return that love and and come back to you every single day too you know so we know that that, that you love us and you're always going to be there for us so i pray that um anybody that's struggling right now anybody that think that god might not love them or might not uh, meet them where they're at that they might open their hearts just a little bit to to let god in even if it's just like a little bit you know just imagine god just sitting next to you on a bench just like hanging out you know yes. maybe not even trying to embrace you right now but just just be there sit with him and uh embrace that love in jesus name amen amen all right that was word of the day john 20 verses 24 through 29 mission driven podcast let's go Today's mission-driven guest is a 15-year-old based in England who is a convert from atheism and now has full belief in Jesus. He entered the Catholic faith this year and has a faith-based YouTube channel called The Life of a Catholic. He prays on this channel live and interviews some incredible guests with powerful faith stories. I believe his ministry is about to explode in the name of Jesus. So let's give a big mission-driven welcome to Jake Gill. Let's go, brother. So glad you're here. First of all, I'd just like to say thank you for having me on today. And it's um, the first time I've done something like a podcast. And I'm really glad that um, my YouTube channel, in a way, is expanding enough to be able to have this opportunity to talk about Jesus yes. on these sort of platform so i'd just like to say thank you so much for having me on today joe hey my pleasure um yeah you know it's 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 kind of interesting I, I felt the holy spirit um telling me hey you got to reach out to jake and put him on the podcast because multiple people had mentioned your name to me um in a variety of different times i was like i gotta talk to this guy and as i was i was looking and doing a little bit of research on your channel and um you just have an incredible story and you are so young you're 15 years old and I think uh, the listeners would just love to hear about how how your story began, how you were you were an atheist, and then you came to uh, believing in Jesus fully. And that's what our theme is. Our theme is full belief. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your faith story and and your faith journey. Well, it started last year. So properly, it started last year in September, September the sixteenth. But I'd just like to go back a tiny bit. So when I was younger at Christmas time, my dad, I'd love to go to like Christmas carol concerts with him at churches. And even though I were like a kind of staunch atheist, like I were like the kind of atheist, I am a Catholic now, like almost an ardent atheist. Mm. But I would love to like when I were younger, always like put my hands in prayer. And I think there were almost a seed planted there, even though my family are not necessarily religious. I have some, um, like my grandma is a Catholic and my dad were baptized, but he's not a practicing Catholic, but he's really supportive. But the, I have an Italian like side to my family on my dad's side, so they were really, really Catholic. Yeah. I wouldn't say it came from that, um, really. It wasn't planted from that, because I'd go to like Anglican churches because they were the main churches around, they're the main churches around in England. Obviously, we do have quite a lot of Catholic churches as well. but. And then let's go to last year. So I was just having a really, really bad time at school, a tough time. I was arguing with lots of people and I was falling out with a lot of my friends and it was just a really tumultuous time. A lot of bad stuff happening at school with my friends and people began to bully me in a way because mm. um, I was falling out with a lot of my friends and it was just such a hard time. And then I'd always come and speak to my parents and because they're so supportive, as I say, but one night I just went to my bedroom and I was laid there. And to be honest, I was just so, so upset and down that I'd lost all these friends. People were beginning to pick on me. Obviously, I was considering talking to my mum and dad um, when bad things happened. But this was just, this was really, really bad. And similar things have happened to this in the past where I'd have hard times at school and then I'd have to talk to my mum and dad about it. And I was going to, but I just 
what began these questions spiraling in my head like what is the point to life like mm. is there really a point if there's no if there's nothing after this what is the point if we're just going to be and i'm going to be honest here and open and candid if we're just going to end up being a sack of bones in the ground right. then what is the point to this life and then i would just lay down and we're just kind of looking at the ceiling and i'm like really what is the point and then all of a sudden this kind of warm fuzzy feeling kind of covered my body and I didn't know what it was. And I just had this urge to kind of close my eyes and I realised it was God. I don't know how. I didn't hear his voice visibly, but in my heart it said everything is going to be okay. And I knew that wasn't any other God of any other religion because it came to me somehow that it was like the God of Jesus Christ, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And I don't know how. But I got on my knees and I began praying. And from there it just all set off the next week. I went to my first mass the night before. I was like, is this really my type of thing? And then the next morning, I just woke up and I'm like, I have to go to church. I don't know how. But a few days previous, I was getting on the bus to go to school and over the road, out of the corner of my eye, while I was still processing all of this, the Catholic church were just stood there. And I was like, oh, I've got to get in touch with the priest. So I talked to my mum and dad. I got in touch with the priest and he was like, we need to get you onto the RCIA programme and start coming to Mass this Sunday to just meet the parishioners, meet me, meet like the other priests as well. So I did and I had such an amazing experience. My grandma went with me. She started coming back to church. So that was really great for her. She um, has since taken communion when I was received into the church. Wow. So yeah, I'd really say... That's where my faith story begun. And ever since, it's just kind of spiraled out of control, but in a good way. Yeah. And we're going to dive into that. Um, What an incredible story. And and the prayer that you prayed, it's it's powerful, you know, to have that that questioning like, hey, are we just going to end up in a sack of bones and dirt? Like, whoa. And to ask that question and to know that not only God heard you, but that you had an encounter and experience at that time, that's super powerful. And, and also, the thing is as well, I wasn't exactly in prayer at that time. It was after this warm fuzzy feeling because I was asking myself and I feel that even though you are not asking God, he is still there and ready to listen. And I almost feel now I have much more of a purpose because, like, why would God want to save me from that, um, like, deep pit of being depressed? Why would mm. he want to save me, like, just this, like, young 15-year-old boy living in England? Why would he want to save me? And I would just lay there, and I was asking myself these questions, but in a way, over time, that turned into a prayer when I felt that fuzzy feeling. And from that point forward, I've never felt that feeling of depression again. And it's just so amazing. And so many of my family are shocked by the way I've changed. Obviously, mm. I haven't fully changed because it's still an ongoing journey. Yeah. Like we still all get angry, don't we? We still yeah. all have ha- arguments, but it's just that God has given me so much more humility yeah. to learn over time to be able to become a better disciple of his. Yeah, Jake, incredible. Um, something that, I mean, yeah, that just because you enter into this new life with Jesus doesn't mean your humanity changes. You know, we, we get changed from the inside out. Something that's been circulating in my mind is the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, Jesus said that as he's about to face his death in the garden of Gethsemane. And he he's thinking that it is a hard time for him. So just because we follow Christ doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Another thing is, you know, Jesus said, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Okay. So we're going to face challenges is not going to be easy. Um, but I want to know the whole concept of you being an atheist. So having no belief, where did that stem from? Were you always an atheist? Did you make a decision to not believe? I know that you mentioned a little bit of, you know, your, your faith family background, but to go from, you know, that's a giant change. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't say really the faith background in my family, Catholicism, they were Catholics. I don't think that really has anything to do with it because I'm always the kind of, I don't know, I like to be the one like, I don't know how to say it, but you know, like the black sheep or something like yeah. the one who's always a bit different. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I didn't, I wouldn't, Catholicism when I were growing up wasn't strong in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just something we'd mention every now and again, like my, my great grandma went to church and everything and she'd be so happy that I became a Catholic now. But the thing is, with like with atheism, that stemmed from a love of like science and just wondering what everything is about. Mm-hmm. And 
over t- and over time, I just realised to myself, there is no God, there is no God, there can't be any God if suffering goes on in this world. Wow. But obviously, I've changed my view on that because suffering, it stems from Christ suffering on the cross for us. Wow. Um, but also, I'd just say that that wonder for the universe and how it was created came together on that night, as in there could not be science teaches that always has to be a first cause. And the universe therefore must have a first cause. It cannot be, it cannot just be random like that. Everything must have a, a first mistake. Like me pushing something, pushing something over like a bottle or something, that has to be caused by me. And then that table, for example, shaking has to be caused by that bottle falling over. Everything has to have a cause. So therefore, the universe must have a cause. And just that awe of like looking at the stars and everything like when I used to go on um we call it holiday over here in the UK but when I used to go on vacation like me and my dad would um used to go outside and we'd just like to I'd used to stare at the stars and we'd yeah. just used to have like massive conversations and my dad would just be so shocked because I'm so young and I'm already wondering about this sort of stuff and I think it did have a seed there but it was more like over time I became an ardent atheist and it just relied so much on the things of the world that it was just an endless spiral. Like you'd get happy one minute, then you'd be upset. You'd get mm. happy one minute, you'd be upset. It was like superficial happiness. Yeah. And I really feel now there is, in a way, there is no such thing as happiness with the definition that the world gives you. Yeah. Because it's, it's like craving the things of this world, like sometimes like, the bad things like overindulgence with food, for example, or swearing or arguing with people. But yeah, I just really say true happiness is in God. And I also a lot of times call that Christian joy because when we yeah. talk about happiness, we talk about the best job, the best clothes, yep. um, the best house, the yep. best partner or spouse. Wow. Yeah. It's this, this whole concept of the good life that the world gives us, but I want to say the first time I experienced that Christian joy that you're talking about is when I actually started serving. And it's interesting. I had a faith experience when I was 15 years old as well. And that's kind of when my conversion started and I dedicated my life to Jesus. So um, it's cool to be similar to you in that, that arena. But yeah, it's like serving God and the joy of giving back and the joy of letting God use you. It's a whole nother level than any pair of shoes or car or house you could have, you know, it's really incredible. And so, yeah, so I'm amazed. So, you know, a year ago, you know, you, you kind of have this realization this past year in August in 2020, you become Catholic, you know, what, what really solidified um, the Catholic faith to you in saying, I want to be part of the Catholic faith. Well, when I began going to the, these, I say, RCIA lesson, sorry. I almost straight away knew that I wanted to be a Catholic, but what really solidified it, because I was obviously still looking at other faith traditions, I'm one of them, um, what actually, um, the Latter-day Saints, like Mormons, mm-hmm. kind of, I don't know, I was looking at that because I had a friend who that, so I read the Book of Mormon for a few weeks and then mm-hmm. I realised, no, it is truly the Catholic Church because of the miracles that have happened. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Fatima Lords, which is quite close to me. Also, Our Lady of Walsingham, which is just down south in England. Yeah. And there's um the first Marian shrine ever in the world that yeah. I went on a celebration pilgrimage after my baptism confirm- and confirmation. And it just solidified it so much. And also, the fact that by many people, Catholicism is so hated. Like pe- A lot of people sometimes they just hate Catholicism so mm. much. It just proves to me that the church surviving over them over so many years, over 2000 years, like no other faith tradition ever has, um, no other religion has ever has. It proved to me that the Holy Spirit truly was at work there because when people are persecuting people, normally yeah. the thing disappears yeah. or it nearly disappears. It decimates that faith tradition. But I realized that, it, and it says in scripture, when God is for you, who is against you, even though there are people who are against us, there will always be people who are for us and that God is for us. And even those people who are against us, God's God being behind us strengthens it and almost makes it pointless that then people are against us. And obviously I've had experiences where people at school have basically said like, why do you um, believe in the church? 
teaching to the Catholic Church now. Why do you believe in this and that? And a lot of um, people have called me all sorts of like yeah. um, things when I've when we've been discussing in class and I've not agreed with cer- a certain thing with them. Yeah. They'll call me all sorts of things, but I I just explain to them. Catholicism, Christianity is based on love. Even though we might not agree with certain things, we agree that there is love. But I think a lot of people now have come to kind of learn that I really truly do follow Christ. And yeah. over time, I have gotten a lot of those friends back who used not to be my friends yeah. um, when wow. I fell out with all of them. And people just for some reason now, I'm really good friends with lots of people. And yeah. obviously I have my arguments now and again, as everyone does, but it's just a lot easier now to go through that almost sort of like, I won't call it persecution, but people commenting on your religion and being able to yeah. just turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. And that kind of ra- radiates to people. Like yeah. It give, radiates to people that you are following Christ and the reason why you can ignore them is because of that. And sometimes when it does get serious, where they just won't stop going on about it, obviously I'll get angry and stuff, but I'll try my best to do it in a Christ-like way instead wow. of, turning around swearing at them or whatever yeah. do it in a try to do it in a christ-like way obviously it will always turn out that way and we've got to be truthful as christians as well and that's why i'm saying that but it does a lot of times turn out that way when i just say to myself like i'll say to myself give me give me strength asking god to give me strength like give me strength lord and i will be able to go through that get through that and yeah. when i've been in temptation before like um for example, to argue or something like that or something like, kind of like that, I'll pray. I don't know. I'll like pray to myself um, and it'll just all of a sudden just go away like wow. that. And it's just it just shows that God is truly working in your life. And that's like the green light from God not to do that or to do something. Wow. Yes. It's interesting that you're saying that because I feel like um, when you're in this kind of fresh conversion stage in your life, if I reflect back to when I had that that time I felt I started praying the rosary at 15 and I felt this peace that just I had never had before and like you were talking about decisions I was able to it's almost like the Holy Spirit was leading in a really strong and direct way that it was clarity like on the spot and it's kind of similar to what you're describing and I I had this kind of revelation yesterday that you know God wants to use young people you know I feel like young people are moldable um, you look at the Virgin Mary, she was about 13 or 14 years old. She said yes to God. She had this confidence in God, this faith, um, this fearless faith. And I, I, I'm amazed at that. And as you get older, sometimes that gets jaded and you have your set in your ways. But there is power in young people coming to Jesus. And I think you can be a role model for young people um, all across the globe, which is which is amazing. But it's literally just your witness, you know. It's you saying yes and showing up. And like you said, how people will, they're coming back. They're seeing your true, um, the true light of Jesus inside of you. And like, oh, you know, he's not phased by what we say. And that's pretty powerful. You know, what would you say to a young person out there who's like, you know, Jake, I, I, I've heard about Jesus. I'm just not sure. What would be the next step or what would be a recommendation you'd say to a young person out there? Well, first of all, I'd obviously talk to them about maybe reading some scripture or I'd ask them if they wanted to privately like go somewhere, maybe um, within school, pray together, for example, about it. I don't know, something like that. Um, but I know that sounds a bit like missionary style or something, but I'd like, um, no. like where I'd go and talk to someone and I'd be like, oh, like this, I'd like to talk to you about Jesus or something. But it's not, not like that. I'd be like, do you want to just like pray together or, Pray a ro- like try praying the rosary and yeah. read scripture with them. But I'd also say to them, even though you're really, you might be, you, you're as young as me, I think in Jeremiah it says something like, even if you are young, speak. I like God does not choose ages. He doesn't mm-hmm. want us to live in this bubble for the rest of our life. Yep. Just because we're young, a lot of times the youth are told, just because you're young, you shouldn't be. Um, you shouldn't be speaking out on this. You shouldn't be speaking out on that. But the youth are the next generation. So if we want, the, I'd tell that person that they are loved and that God knows them. And so although in this world it seems like the dirt, that is not down to God's fault. That is down to man's fault. And obviously because you were asking me this question, 
God is already working inside of you. Mm. I wouldn't want to come on too strong neither yeah. because I don't want to scare them yeah. off. But I wouldn't want to come on too weak because I don't want to also scare them away off and go, yeah. that's wow. rubbish. That is, that's powerful right there. That's powerful. And that's the art of evangelization. You've got to read your audience, read your crowd and really let the spirit take over. Um, I love that. Hey, I want to jump into hearing about your YouTube channel um, and how it all started and why you decided to move into this form of ministry. Um, well, firstly, I actually started during the UK lockdown. America was also in lockdown at the same time. It was around, I'd say, May. But I'd been considering this kind of thing for a few weeks because I don't know whether you've heard of Keith Nestor, but he's an American evangelist and he um, prays rosaries daily. And I was just looking for a rosary to pray like online because I wanted someone to lead me in prayer. And I've become a prayer leader now, like leading the rosary as well, which is great to be able to do that as well. But I just found Keith Nestor's like randomly and it was just like one of the recorded ones which went live the previous night. But then I found his live one and I went on it and I'm like, this is such an amazing story from this um, this man. I want to share these, this story of his conversion to show that people's lives really can change when they come to the Catholic Church and um, follow Jesus in the way that he has instituted through the Catholic Church. And so I emailed him just telling him my story and stuff. And then um, he said on the live video that he's got um, my email and stuff. And it stemmed from that. I thought, oh, he can't come and speak at my church at the moment. He's a um, speaker as well and an author. So I want to get him to come on like um, Facebook or something like life or something. I'll do a Zoom and then post it for my church to see. And then I thought, oh, I'm going to do a YouTube channel. And I thought I'm going to post it on there. And then so I got all the ring lights and everything and um, that kind of stuff, like a rubbish little one at first. But I got a little um, ring light and that was really, really um, great to do that. And um, so I just did this basic video, which you can watch. Um, after, I, I've actually deleted that one now because it was really bad lighting shadow on my face and everything. And the first actual video I did um, that's still up now was with Keith Net well, was with him and he's an amazing guy and stuff and he is one of the key people in my stories as well I'd say um, but yes yeah, so I deleted that video I think and then I went to um, and none of the other videos I deleted um, hardly so yeah and then I kept on praying with him daily and I just thought of videos each time that I need to mm. do these conversion stories um, then I went on um I made my own website called Catholic Life, which isn't up anymore. So I decided to mainly focus it on YouTube because I wasn't getting a lot of views on the website. And I don't think it was a really big platform to do that on. So I wanted to spread the gospel of Christ to a larger audience of people. So I yep. decided just YouTube. Yep. And the first video I did were, were really rubbish. And I was so glad that I could even touch one person's heart and someone yep. put... Um, first comment and then the name and then they said i'm trying to convert to catholicism so i got in touch with them and it was just great to see wow. that my ministry was yep. already working within people and it yep. gave me that green light to just go ahead do it take the chance even if it don't go well it don't go well but now it's doing really well it's like rising i think 208 subscribers last yeah. time i checked and then i started doing life rosaries for catholify Wow. Um, Love that. Heard of them for Catholify. Yep. And then I, I became a prayer leader on there, then for Primo and um, like on my Instagram. And now I do it on my YouTube channel each day at 3 p.m. Central um, US time. And that's 9 p.m. UK time. And it's just so great to um, talk to people about my conversion story, answer the questions, help people. And I've got so many emails and kind of comments and stuff like that ever since I've um ever since I started that and like these opportunities like to come on your podcast have arisen and it's yeah. just been so great that I've had this first opportunity to talk to people about my faith where I'm not doing it on my own decision yeah. and someone's asking me to yeah. come on now and it just shows that God is kind of I don't know I keep on mentioning a green light but it's like that green light's really bright now and it's like just go for it Jake it's going real God's yeah. saying go for it Jake it's going really well and continue to take all of these opportunities. Bro. Amazing. Yeah. I'll share something similar. Um, when I was in high school, I started praying the rosary, like I mentioned. And, um, then my youth minister invited me to, to start wrapping the rosary, do something creative to help people to pray. So I, I created a rosary wrap and, you know, um, through college I made a demo CD and I just wasn't sure if I should proceed with this project. And I remember, um, 
there was this woman who prayed this scary prayer with me. And she said, all right, Joe, if you don't know, we're going to pray that if God's God wants this to happen and he wants you to create this project, that it happens from start to finish, everything falls into place, you know, from music to producers to website, everything. And if he doesn't want it, that it disappears completely, that it is gone, it is done with, and it is no more. And I'm like, oh man, that's a scary prayer. So we prayed that prayer. That proves to you that God is there and he is real. And that even shrimp from my face, faith, faith, sorry. <laughs> when um, a comment came up um, from that woman saying that she wanted to convert. And then when I start getting all these subscribers and then when I get asked to come on your pod- yeah. podcast, do these rosaries, it just shows that God is there. Yeah. He is living. Because a lot of times before I became a Christian, with these opportunity type things, I once made this like YouTube channel about something else. And so... And that only got 26 subscribers. And it just shows that God is there because things like that didn't go yeah. so well with that channel. And it just shows that as long as you're following God, yeah, then you can get anywhere in yeah. life. And in St. Paul's mm. letter to the Corinthians, he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that is just so wonderful for me because as long as I pray to Christ, as long as I pray to God, pray the rosary, um, like, go to Jesus through our blessed mother, Mary, then I can truly know him and I can truly do all things through Christ yeah. who strengthens me. Yeah. You will know, know the fruit, like, you'll know by the fruit. And I think that it's like what you said, uh, you're seeing, you're seeing God's effects in your ministry. You're seeing the fruit. And even if it was just one person, it would totally be worth it. So that day that I prayed that scary prayer, um, that night I had given a demo CD to my friend, Jim Cosgrove, and he had played it for his youth group. And he called me that night and he said, yo, Joe, like the youth love it. Keep making more of this music. Like it's going to be great. And that was the confirmation that night that I prayed that prayer to, I should proceed. I got the green light, like you said. And, and that's the thing you'll know if God wants it to happen, it's going to happen. I heard this quote that said, um, if it's in God's time, you can't stop it. But if it's not God's time, you can't force it. And we just have to be operating in God's time and be open and willing. And man, I'm, I'm so inspired by your story, your passion, your ability to, to really speak um, clearly about your faith, about Jesus at such a young age. Um, I'm blown away. Um, if you could tell the whole world, if the whole world's listening to you right now, you could tell them one thing, what would you tell them? To just keep on going and persevering and to just, no matter what you are going through, no matter whether you are being persecuted for your faith, no matter whether, um, for example, I've never experienced this myself, but no matter whether your family hate you for your faith, no matter whether you can't even get your hands on a Bible, just keep on going, persevering, no matter what, because we are all called to live a life of persecution when God calls for that, when there's oppressive regimes in some countries, we are called to live that life. And sometimes there's two types of martyrdom. There's white martyrdom and there's red martyrdom. So white martyrdom is where you may constantly be comments thrown at you for your faith. And then red martyrdom is obviously where you get killed, sadly, for your faith, like many people do in this world. But even if it's small comments at school, whether it's online where people are commenting, just remember, when God is for you, who is against you? And you, we just need to remember them words because no matter whether it's us against a million people, God is behind us and he is so much bigger. So if this, say um, these people are this big, you may be this small, but God is this big. He's infinite. And when he is behind you, who can be against you? Come on. Preach, brother. I love it. Yeah, such a good insight. It's incredible. If God's for you, the God of the universe is backing you. Who else do you need to back you? Who else do you need to approve you? Nobody else. You have the approval of God. So I believe your mission is just starting, bro. I believe that God's going to use you in a big way. And I'm so thankful for your yes. You know, God said, you know, Jesus, his mission, he told us the great commissioning, go and make disciples of all nations. That's our mission. Overall, we're disciple makers. We are recruiters for the kingdom. But then he gives us specific missions, like your YouTube channel. That's a specific mission. What is just a specific mission, or what do you think a mission that God has given you just in general for your life, um, what, would, what would that mission be? 
Well, I'd say it's probably. Although I do have my falls and stumbles, obviously, as all Christians do and all people in general, I'd say my mission in life is to spread that gospel, to spread that truth. And, like, I don't know, it's to speak truth and fact instead of always being people pleasers. I need to be a God pleaser. I need to please God. And I need to spread his church, his church, his message. And even if that was in fear of persecution, I need to continue to do that. I think my mission in life is to do that, yes, but also to preach the gospel as well as through my words, but also through my actions in like, I don't know, I, I feel that I need to live my life doing something for people who are less fortunate than myself and those who are more fortunate than myself because on both sides of that, less fortunate and more fortunate, we, we have people who don't believe and we have people who are in need of that belief because if you think about it, the poor man, and the rich man are very similar in that the poor man doesn't have any material things. And the rich man, a lot of times, only has the things of this world, but he doesn't have God. So I think in a way, both are poor. And a lot of times we're seeing these really poor countries in Africa return to God. And I just say my mission in life is to turn people to God because God turned me to him. So I feel that he is calling me to turn people to him. And I don't know what way that is yet, whether that's um, through married life and a secular job or through um, ordained life. I really don't know yet. I'm just seeing where God takes me and what he wants me to do in this life. Amen, bro. Like, yeah, I just, you just got to take the next step in the right direction, you know? And I love, I love your approach. And I really believe that God's going to lead you. The Holy Spirit's going to lead you. And yeah, think about it. You know, the disciples, they were, they were tripping after Jesus died. Their leader had died. They did not know what was going to happen. They were afraid people wanted to kill them. And then they received the Holy spirit and boom, they were sent out and they went and they healed and they did what Jesus wanted them to do with power because they had the Holy spirit. We have that Holy spirit. You have the Holy spirit. That is such a beautiful thing. Um, what's one of your favorite uh, Bible stories or Bible verses? Um, well, it would be John chapter 14, line six. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to my father except through me. And that was one of, I forgot to mention this, but that was one of my, that was one of my faith strengthening kind of moments. When I went to the RCIA meeting and the front cover, it was called Journey in Faith. And on the front cover of our um, like sheets we got to put in our folders, it says, it says that quote, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Wow. So like Jesus is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. And that just reminded me that I am not I am not the way like, mm. for myself. I am not the truth for myself. I am not the life. Jesus is. And the things of this world are not the truth. We believe that there is only one truth, and that is God and all of his teachings. And we cannot go against them. If God has taught us them things, we cannot go against them. So really, it just... I just knew that I could go to Jesus in my times of need. And also another one is come to me all who I think come to me all who are laden and I will give you um, rest. Yeah. Um, and that just makes me remember like I am the way, the truth and the life that he is the way, the truth and the life. And I don't need to worry about being mm. um, the way, the truth and the life for myself that I need to like almost like a child or a baby does. This sounds really silly, but it's also not that I need to go into his, I need to sometimes just go into his arms and rest yes. and know that he is there for me to be able to find, to be able to strengthen me. And a lot of times with, with God, he is our father. So we need to go to him as a child and we need to keep that faith that a child has like the faith he has, the child he or she has in his parents, that he or she has in God. Because we're children, they just, I don't know, they get past things so quickly. And that is what Christians need to live like, almost like a child, like faith in God. And we need to be his children because we are all children of God. And even though we may not have been called yet, we are all children of God. And that's one message I want to get over. If you're watching this and you're not a Christian, you're not a Catholic, you have already been called, but have you chosen to answer that call yet? And like many are called, but few are chosen. So we need to get onto that path already right now of living that saintly life. Because who knows what's going to 
what tomorrow's going to bring. Who knows whether I'm going to walk out of that door, and I don't know, I know this is an exaggeration, but a nuclear bomb's going to hit or something, or we're all going to die, or a new, I know I'm exaggerating, but a meteor or something like that, or a car accident, who knows what yeah. is going to happen, and I just want to be realistic here. Like, who knows whether some car accident's going to happen or something. So if you are feeling that calling, then I'd just like to tell you, brother or sister in Christ, that you should answer it. You should not ignore it, shrug it to the side. Yeah. Like um, like many of us do, and yeah. like I did for a few days after that. We need to answer it straight away. But thankfully for me, God God said to me again on that Saturday night when I was doubting going to Mass, so not doubting my face, faith in him, he says, just go and see what it is like. And I and you will know by tomorrow that the Catholic faith is the right religion. The Christian religion is the right one for you. Wow. And that I am the one true God. I am the way, the truth and the life. Wow. Amazing. So thankful you are dropping heat of wisdom for us today on the Mission Driven Podcast. So thankful for you, brother. And Hey, uh, I believe that, you know, not only I think we can continue to work together and collaborate, but I really believe that your ministry is is going to affect so many people and bring people to Jesus. I want you to plug um, your social media and your your YouTube channel and website. Anything you want to share, go ahead and share it now with our audience. Um, so I'd like thank you. First of all, thank you so much for having me on today. It's been such a pleasure to speak to your audience, to everyone who listens to this um, podcast. And so firstly, be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, The Life of a Catholic. You can either just search it up um, in YouTube. I think it comes up at the top. I'm almost sure it does. Or you can put in www.youtube.com slash The Life of a Catholic. Also, be sure to go and um, follow me on Instagram, which is my second social media base. And that is at Jake Gill Catholic. So J-A-K-E-G-I-L-L and then Catholic. Um so be sure to go and follow me on there. Also, I have a Twitter account at JKM Gill where you can go and follow me. And that's it, really. If you would Amazing. like to send me an email, any questions, anything like that, it's jakegillcatholic at gmail.com or any collaborations or anything like that. Be sure to drop an email there. Perfect. Um, and I'd just like to once again say thank you so much for having hey. me on. No problem. And we'll, everything you just mentioned, we'll drop that in the comments or in the show description, show notes, and people can, can find you there as well. So before we conclude, I like to do something I call rapid fire questions. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions. They'll be fun. So the first answer that comes to mind, you just got to fire it away. Okay. Are you ready? Mm. All right. Jake Gill, rapid fire questions on the mission driven podcast, favorite flavor, ice cream, chocolate, favorite color. Blue. Musical artist you admire? Brother Zaya. Uh, favorite movie ever? The Life of Pi. A book that has greatly impacted you? The Bible. What inspires you? Other people's stories. Favorite TV show? The Mindy Project. <laughs> if you could have a superhero power, what would it be? To be able to change change people's mind to realize that God is love and that God is there for them. Amazing. Favorite fruit? Apple. Life goal? Whatever God wants of me. Complete the sentence. God is? Love. Amen. Thank you so much, Jake, for coming on the mission. Driven podcast. God bless you and your ministry. I can't wait to see what God's going to do. And just like you said, just keep going, keep showing up. It's all going to be worth it. So have a great day and uh, we'll see you on YouTube. God bless and thank you so much. All right. Peace, Jake. Peace. Welcome back to the Mission Driven Podcast. This is a segment I like to call Break It down. I've always been interested in what causes people to write songs and what inspired that lyric or what was this message or this mood within the music. So we're going to break down one of my songs. It's called Faithful. It's actually off the Kingdom Come album. And uh, it actually started from a t-shirt design. You may know I have a clothing company called God Swag Apparel. And one day I was looking at different designs, probably on Pinterest, something like that. And um, I came up with this idea to say faith and then full. So it's faithful, F-U-L-L, I'm full of faith. 
And I think that's the goal. We want to be so full of faith that we can overflow and share that faith, which means we can't be serving from an empty vessel. We need to find ways to recharge and refuel ourselves so we can be full of faith. That's why reading scripture, praying, surrounding yourself with people that love God, those are all important things. So it started with this t-shirt design and I was like, you know what? That would be really, really cool to do a song, Faithful. I found this really cool instrumental, this beat. I brought my my friend New Era. His name is Evan, but his his MC name is New Era. And you know, we we wrote a lot and he came up with the chorus. He's amazing at coming up with choruses. And um, I wrote the verses and then we featured my friend and E. And you know, it's just it's a fun track, but it's it it, it hits hard. And that's what I want. I, one of the chorus or one of the verses says this. Faith is what I want to be rich in, living my life as a true witness. Welcome God's path, even if it's different. Doubt is in the past. All I want is God vision. You know, if we can have that God vision, that we don't doubt, that we can have full belief, that we can persevere, that we can press on, I want to be rich in faith. And I want you to be rich in faith as well. So hopefully you enjoy this track. Turn it up loud because it hits hard. This is Faithful featuring New Era and And E. God bless you. Let's get it. A uh, yeah. A new era. Yeah. Say man. Faith in the purest state resides in the heart of those who pray. Belief in one God is what it takes. A life worth living is what it makes. Faith is the only way to make it in this world. We have to pray. Give glory to God every day. Know he hears every word you say. Faith is believing what is not seen. Giving up your life, every part of your being. Living in the light. Jesus always walking, your worries go by, let the spirit do the talking. Faith has always been an act of passion, rooted in love, and yes, love is an action. Trust is a must in a faithful attraction. Christ at the center and the rest will just happen. Uh, yeah. Through the trials and tribulations, perseverance builds patience and it's hard to be grateful. I remove faith, Living my life as a true witness Welcome God's path, even if it's different That was in the past, all I want is God vision I know I'm called to shine bright And glow like a beacon of light Let go of my fears and failure Instead accept his will and favor God has foreseen great things Something much better than this world that is key Let grace take over inside of me Move my heart to accept and believe and never leave but focus on the freedom the kingdom you and me you and me love has already come high and lifted up the premier pioneer faithful before us uh, yeah through the trials and tribulations perseverance builds patience and it's hard to be grateful i remove faith you hear me uh, yeah i remove faith uh so i put my hands to the plow ain't no turning back now giving glory to the crown The suffering servant has become the risen king Virgin born performed miracles for thousands Said if you're looking for water then I'm the fountain Eat my body, drink my blood You've got enemies, don't hate them, show them love You've made mistakes, well I ain't counting And if you've got a little faith, you'll move the mountains I'm so unsure, Lord, help my unbelief Cause I'm still in Eden, picking apples off the tree I know you're calling me to get up out this boat But you can walk on water, I don't even float Lord, if you promise it, I know it's coming true Even if I sin and break my promises to you Help me sing your praises, Lord, I'm so grateful The God remains faithful Faith is what I need in this hour Empty my will, surrender to the power Holiness comes when evil is devoured I wanna move up, high above the towers
Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Mission Driven Podcast. I really hope you gained something from this episode. A big thank you to Jake Gill, all the way from England, for being our Mission Driven guest. Big thank you to Wukash Viachodic for our Word of the Day guest. That was a lot of fun. If you have any questions you'd like to submit for future episodes, Feel free to reach out at joe at joemelendras.com. That's my email. Or go to joemelendras.com forward slash podcast. Also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, my handle is at joemelendras. So feel free to reach out anytime. Spend a lot of time on Instagram answering direct messages and whatnot. So hit me up. Lastly, I release a new video on YouTube every week. I hope that it can inspire you and encourage you. And if you like today's episode, feel free to rate, share, comment, or subscribe. Go ahead and send it out to one or two people that you think might enjoy it. It really helps to get the word out. So until next time, God loves you. That's right, you. And stay mission-driven. Peace. Peace.